welcome back to the show, Richie McCombs from the band Crosspass. Welcome, Richie. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely my pleasure. Uh, Since the last time you've been on, uh, I featured on one of the EPs, which we didn't talk about. Yeah, man. Um, I was on your um, Minced Oaths EP on Traction Jam, uh, which is really cool to get back into... uh, recording some scratches and stuff like that for someone. Um, so, and that's kind of, you know, it's gone on from there, which we'll talk about in a bit, <laughs> which you already yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, um, it's been it's been a couple of years uh, since that EP. It's about a year and a half, two years, isn't it? I think, about. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah spot on. Spot on. Um, it was start of 2022, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and from there, we've, what we're talking about today is uh, you brought out another EP. Um and uh yeah that came out in may this year we were due to talk but things got in the way as things life and then life and then since then we've been trying to make this work and now here we are in october you know it's it's not too bad to be fair i've had worse i'd say so you know when you say to your we need to meet up we haven't seen them for years and then Mm -hmm. nothing really happens and you say it again about a year later (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same calendar year. I, I count that as a victory, to be honest, yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah, I've got groups of friends where, like, they say there's six of us, me being the sixth person. We haven't had all six of us together in a room since, like, 2019. It's been fours and fives, never the full six. It's, oh, it's wow. impossible. As you, it's impossible when you get to a certain age, isn't it? It is. It happens. It is. And, and where, where, you know, you start sort of uh, um, expanding your family, like you have done as well. Uh, yeah, since yeah, yeah. Last talked. Uh, congratulations on that. I know you've had a little one for a little while. And uh, how, you, how are you finding that? Like, how did you perceive it beforehand and how has it been reality-wise? Okay, good question. You've got a daughter yourself, haven't you? I've got, I've got three of them. So Wow, right. Okay, way ahead of me. Okay. Um, I think that when I was younger, something I wanted. Yep. And then... You keep thinking, oh, yeah, when I'm a bit older, when I'm a bit older. And then, you know, I'm getting to the point where it had to happen. Mm-hmm. Couldn't, you couldn't, like, uh, escape the fact you're I'm, a, I'm in my mid-30s now, so it was probably a good time to do it, although my parents were older yeah. than this. So um, perception-wise, when the reality struck and you go to the hospital every couple of months and every, it all becomes a bit real and uh, yeah. clinical, doesn't it? It does. That's when I was like, actually, I don't know. Am I ready for this? Am I prepared for this? Will I be up for, Will I be any good at this? Then uh, I'm not even going to dwell on that thought process because then suddenly she's here, she's eight months old and never looked back because the, the second she was in the world, you just click into gear. Indeed. You don't realise you don't realise some of the um, like stuff you've got in the back of your mind that's yes. been there for. The, uh, generations it has yeah it's just genetics isn't it, it is. so it's like wow yeah it was, it's, it's brilliant fantastic wouldn't change a thing absolutely amazing experience and uh, i'm hoping she she's a very happy little baby so i hope she grows up to be a happy little person yeah really I, I mean that's i mean that's what we all hope from all our kids i mean you're right yeah. sort of like the, the sort of thought process beforehand you're like am i actually right can i do that everyone has that thought um yeah like am i the right person to do this but once once they're there your sort of like nurture and survival instincts and your you know that that paternal instinct that you're talking about just sort of kicks in and suddenly yeah you know there's like a, you know there's this like you don't think about it but you've got to keep this 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 being alive you know yes yeah, <laughs> yeah to, you, you never actually it. like yeah you never f- literally think about it like that until you verbalize it but yeah, yeah. that's what's going on somewhere in there so, and yeah you get energy you could be exhausted, but you get energy from nowhere, like yep. just do stuff when it's necessary and things. And I say, wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. I know it's Excellent. not for everyone. It's not oh. for everyone. No. But if it is, like if people are thinking about it, please, yeah, I'd encourage them. Oh, definitely. definitely. I, know, I know a lot of people that, that ha- don't have children, they don't want children, and they have their, yeah. their that and stuff, which is absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I've always, I always wanted kids. It wasn't something that I, you know, that was staunt against and and i'm fortunate enough to have sort of like two of my own three if you include my step stepchild yes. as well. so it, it's 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 um you know it's 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 just one of those things like you know if you wanted to leave something here 
legacy wise you have <laughs> you know Good but it's, it's kind word. of up, it's kind of up to you not to kind of like screw it up as well so you yeah know, there are certain things that that you know i mean i make mistakes all the time don't get me wrong i can step on people human i can exactly i can make them angry i can say stuff they can say stuff and and then it's just i grew up in a house of 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 uh three i've got three brothers and a sister and you know being on the same house as that you know we fought we argued yeah you know, and and the kids do the same as well. They argue. I answer back to my mum. You got a clip around the ear. Kid answers. <laughs> you can't clip them around the ear anymore. Um, <laughs> no, no, certainly not. But um, you know, you find other ways of kind of dealing with it, and 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 you know, we find our spaces to go and calm down, and we know when you know there's sort of outside things that are causing aggro, be it being hungry or something like that. You know, that sort of hangry feeling which can get in the way. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's certainly a journey, especially being in a band as well. Because mine, I started my family towards the end of the life of my band, and it was probably one of the reasons why we decided to go um, kind of split our ways. It was one of the like uh, reasons. Um, yeah, and in in as much as you know, life, like you already said, <laughs> life gets in the way. But um, you know, sure. and, and how have you kind of found that? Like, obviously, you know, she's young, so she's probably not you know aware of what you're doing on that front but how have you found the sort of commitment to making music and stuff like that you know is it you know obviously you know your priorities do change but how do you sort of weigh that up your you know yeah brilliant a brilliant question to finish with you when you said (laughs) the word word legacy yeah when you said the word legacy i know that was didn't involve the music part of things but everything this band has been for us as a group um, was born off the back of um, frustrations with how previous bands had ended. Yeah. Said that in loads of interviews before. So we always talk about how you know we always do the air quotes of making it doesn't exist anymore. Yep. And we always talk about doing things for bucket list, not for fun, because I think that can just be a bit um, too airy fairy. If it's too if it's too if it's just purely for fun, there's no substance. Yeah. There's got to be some meaning behind it. So all the, everything this band does is for, is, yeah, fun, but to leave some sort of legacy to, to tick mm-hmm. off bucket list stuff. So if, if it ends tomorrow, we already have a catalogue of things we can say we did. And then that mindset, like you said, priorities shift when a, when a newborn offspring comes along. Yeah. And we'd already discussed it. Like you said, I've been in the mindset of, I'm not going to be a good dad. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. We were at the point that was all going on. We got all the hospital appointments and everything. Obviously, my wife's going through most of it yes. and doing the physical part. <laughs> like you're on the side, you're on the sidelines as moral support, aren't you? Yes. And you're and you're fifty fifty percent responsible for this. Yep. <laughs> so, but in the meantime, I've got bandmates that you know we've got each other through the uh, pandemic and we've got each other through band breakups and we've been there for each other. The, some of the guys had relationship breakups and stuff like that and the music's yeah. always the catharsis so that's why I was a bit like just shut down the word fun a little bit there it is fun like yeah. if it wasn't we just wouldn't do it yeah but it, it's like it's hard to just go right well that isn't important, important anymore it's still important yeah but it just kind of has to take a back seat more than it did yes uh to jug- juggle a bit more really looked at we, we got very lucky with our gig offers for the summer that they fell like we, we didn't go on tour or anything. We just a couple of dates a month. Uh, we've been doing that every month since May, we've done a couple of gigs a month. And then we sl- we're slowing it right down again. Not, it's just for the four and hour laps, but it's how we wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of small festivals and we just played Blondies in Lon- East London last week, um, which is like a tiny venue. We played with an awesome band called Night Lives from Wales. And, um, but it was a bucket list place because Kerrang did all their K pit. Um, intimate shows with machine head and bullet and all that and fever 333 yeah so we've seen all these videos of this tiny venue that barely holds like 30 people <laughs> and uh so it's like when the offer come up to do that we're like cool that's worth it so yeah it's a thursday night we'll figure out grandparents might have to step in with it then yeah uh, blah, blah 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 um what it did affect i think it hasn't affected gigs physically for me yeah I said earlier like when you need that extra energy to look after it then it's there yeah Yep. Yeah, right. So it, gigs, I'm not knackered from a gig. Like, can't can't be dealing with baby now. Not at all. Yeah. That doesn't. That hasn't happened. That hasn't happened at all. But um, 
really enjoy the gigs, but what I used to have loads of time and energy for mentally uh, was all the promotion. Yeah. So I'd be on social media, um, networking with people like yourself, yep. um, promoters, uh, all sorts of people in the industry that aren't, and obviously other bands and our peers. I haven't had the energy for all that. And I, I really hope people haven't thought, oh, prima donnas, they think they're too big to talk to us anymore. <laughs> I've just not been as active because that's been my role in the band and no one else really does it. And that's not no fault on them. They do they do their share. Yeah. That's been my role. And I've had to, we've put out a new record this year and I really dropped the ball with some of the promo. Like we, we could have really blown it up bigger than we did because I kind of relied on a lot of organic traction with that. So that's been a big change. Don't know if that will ever change back she's not going anywhere nope. <laughs> so i don't know just, <laughs> we're just going with it and the guys have been really i mean they might have been frustrated at points but they've been very understanding they know like that they can't really argue with circumstances like this so and they were very supportive and in fact like towards the end of the pregnancy i stepped back and i was just sort of just dipping in now and then yeah as we were getting the record finished up and booking up our first dates of the year so that was safe from christmas time into yep. spring baby came along in mid in mid feb and uh i didn't go to rehearsals for months uh our last gig was like halloween 2022 before our next gig was end of may 2023 yeah and that was all part of it, it was like can't really get back into things until it was a few months old we know what we're doing with this baby what what's the routine going to be like get back to work yeah the guys have been really cool about it so it's ever evolving i think yeah. like Say the gigs, I still enjoy re- a lot, really do. And and the part of the gigs is seeing people, meeting people, talking to people. But it's, uh, now doing all the online promo, we've not been a- as active as we probably should have been. That's largely my fault, I would say. Um, but but it's yeah, it's been a big change. So we we've we've been trying to do as much as we can. But it's you always such like most people that want to be creative. Yeah. There, you want perfection, don't you? And that just doesn't exist. And I think that's yeah. where we've dropped the ball a bit this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you know? it's, it, is, it, is a, it is a tough um, sort of thing to balance on that front, especially promotion, because it has to be it has to be a daily thing now, especially for independence. Um, like I I found it like, you know, sort of bring it back to me, but, um, with, uh, (laughs) I mean, with the podcast, it's generally, I post every few days, you know, get a podcast every few days. I'll post, you know, I'll try some bits on cap cut, you know, I'm learning those sort of bits still and, and sort of cutting stuff together for TikTok and, and all that kind of stuff. And I was the social media manager for total rock as well. So, you know, yeah. I, was, I was doing stuff for them. Um, and now like, um, with, with the music I'm releasing, I'm, I'm sort of getting back into that, that side of things, that musical promotion, cause there's only two of us and yeah. it's, it's the same sort of deal. Only one of us knows social media yeah, and stuff together. So it's, it's fine. I don't mind taking that role. I don't mind doing that, but it is kind of a daily thing. And, and that's weird. Like, because yeah. I'm staring at, I'm staring at this thing, you know, or I'm like, you know, on the on the laptop here, creating bits, putting bits together, cutting bits up. What yeah. I'm going to do next? Sending out emails, all that kind of stuff. And and you know, I did PR back in the day, you know, for, yeah. for Cipher and everything. So I know I had I had contacts. <laughs> this was the other thing as well as finding those contacts. Yeah, um, yeah and a lot exactly. Of them do not work in the magazine industry anymore or the publication industry because COVID COVID changed so much. Like they went yeah, into other jobs, like you know, copywriting or something like that, to put their writing skills and analytic skills to to, the, to you know a more profitable use, I would say, because you know being a journalist isn't all that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's difficult, and and with kids as well, because they want your attention. Even kids my yeah. age, I mean, they're teenagers, they want your attention. They're showing you stuff. They're wanting to do stuff. They're wanting to, you know whatever the kids are into these days that's what they want to do yes. they are very helpful when it comes to online stuff i found as well oh i bet so I bet, man. they're kind of on the cusp of like you know, knowing what's trending and if anything is if i see anything that i can work with because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that i can't you know it's gotta be relevant isn't it yeah it's, it's gotta, gotta be, relevant. be relevant so um but yeah i can definitely see your struggle with that side of it but it does you know you'll find the time you'll get out there Have you ever thought about yeah. hiring like a separate like press agent to help or is that is money not the money's not there for that sort of side of things uh like you said the, uh, the covid thing kind of 
messed with that a bit, I think. Yeah. We've put our money into PR campaigns and digital marketing and stuff like that. And we look at how much we've put in and how much we've got back from it. And we're like, was that worth it? Don't know. Got a couple of things out of it, but it's like per when because also we're paying for um and we're doing this all on a budget because we've got friends that do mates rates and things like that. Yeah. But when you when you do do promo videos and recording and stuff like that, that all costs money. Yeah. So it's prioritizing budget and um with the, with the price of everything going up. Yeah. There's nothing's exempt. Um couple of the lads have struggled with bills and stuff you know they're trying to get their heads around how they're going to afford to pay the rent let alone put money into the bands do you know what i mean so we've had a good it, we probably invested a lot of money in the band in the first couple of years which was during the pandemic <laughs> and then we i think this year's been the first year if we just started this year as year zero yeah where it, the bands looked sustainable. But the problem is we've got two, two and a bit years before that where we throw money down the well. Because <laughs> yeah. this year, between merch sales and gig uh, fees, we've done okay. okay. That's been the case every year. We, it, the band would almost pay for itself, or at least the losses would be minimal. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, getting your head around that. And if someone loses their job or something like that, and yeah. just people can't plan these things, but you, oh. it might be the month that you're putting the record out and you're like, but dude, we need to pay this invoice. And uh, it's just, it can, we've tried to, in the past few months, decided to scale that back because we know it can be a source of stress and therefore, yes, yeah. And that, and therefore like, um, yeah, we've had discussions like that and it's like, okay. So for the near future, we certainly wouldn't be looking at anything like that because none of these people, I mean, quite rightly, none of these people work for free. Yeah. Um, but as they'll tell you, they're, they're um, they aren't they don't guarantee you anything either. So you can throw money at something, and you might like I say you might not get out of it what you hoped for. So for now, I mean, like the track we just dropped, um, we decided to just surprise drop it, just something we haven't done before. We've always done a big this EP's coming out in two months, and this single's coming out in two weeks. This time we just put it online, and we didn't do it on Fridays because that's release day, isn't it? Yep. did it on like a Sunday or a Monday like there you go there's the song and it's had like a warm reception I wouldn't say hot um, but what we're going to do is just build it yeah um, do a slow, we're going to do a slow burn with it because if everyone hasn't heard it yet that means we've still got loads of ears to greet, greet people with and it's also the track is like um, to feed back to the EP because yes. it samples um, a, a track from the EP yes and uh, so we've kept the artwork in line and it was little things like that little details so it's the same year so it's the same project same ethos yeah. same vibe um but actually that was always the plan like to do stuff like that now uh which say the guest vocals on it we got like a year ago okay and that's when we were talking about throwing money at this ep and stuff like that Mm. And then by the time we've come around to actually releasing the single, we're talking about scaling back the money for a little while <laughs> until things are a bit more settled. So, yeah. so like you have an idea a year ago and it has to evolve. You have to just just change with the times, I guess, yeah, personally I, and global. It's, 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 it's a tough game. I'm finding out again how tough this is. So I, I can take yeah. there with you on that. And um, uh, for those that, you know, we've been talking about a lot of stuff, but the EP is called This Is Fire, by the way. Because uh, I think we haven't mentioned it, um, but that is out now. That's got some great tracks on it. Uh, you got like I think Cookie Cutter, um, yeah, man. That's uh, like a rap metal track. Uh, yeah, uh, Shapeshifter. Yeah, it's more metalcore. Kind yeah, of thing. I mean, you got it's, it's six tracks, isn't it? It it's a weird little collection because um, I've listened back to the record. I'm proud of it. Mm. I I really I like a lot of stuff that's on it. Um, but trying to put it into the live set has been strange because we live you don't want to be too one paced. Yeah. And the EP is kind of like um, two or three songs that are a little bit moody and ambient and existential, and then two or three songs that are a bit more up and uh, party vibes, which is we'd already got both of those vibes in our live set. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to overload it with one of them. So planning our sets now when you get 30 to 45 minutes and you're trying to keep the energy going but you want to squeeze in all the we want to squeeze on all the new songs but oh, i don't yeah. want to get rid of that old songs that one's one of the more popular ones it's um 
it's, it was a, it's a record that took like 18 months from demo stage to release stage, I okay. think. Um, so uh, the first riffs and stuff were probably uh, late 2021. So and then by the time they were fully fledged songs, it was 2020, mid to late 2022. And then we got it all finalized for yeah. release this May. So we've been sat in for a little while. Yeah. So that I'll say that predates Minced Oaths as well. Is that? Kind of overlaps a little bit. Yeah. Uh, kind of overlaps a little bit because we, like most bands and most musical artists and stuff, we have a back catalogue. We've tried to get most of it out because yeah. content is king, isn't it? So even if it's not the best song in the world, if it's still, <laughs> we don't want to put anything out that we think is crap at all. But even if it's like not um, something we think will blow up, up, it's still it's still generating interest. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it, and it also just means that once those songs are out there, there's always the potential we can do something with them further down the line so like right. the latest track is from an it is a, re, a fully expanded remix version of an interlude song yeah um and minced dose which you're on uh, a track called chili jam mm. that song was literally written um for live the instrumental was for a live interlude okay that's why it was so that's why it was so chilled yeah. We're coming out the bat with the riffs and the, the screams and the raps and stuff. And then it was like mid-set, just break it all down. I'll probably chat to the audience and just say, how you doing? Generic stuff. Yeah. It's before we really before we really had our characters defined as a group. Yeah. Um, and then the boys loved jamming that little tune, so laid it down. And I was like, this needs some scratching on it. Yeah. I remembered, I remembered yourself. I was like, "Yes, it's, I was so pleased when you said yes." Cause I wasn't sure if you were still into doing any of that anymore. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's weird. Minstoves and uh, this is why I do overlap a bit, and because obviously on Minstoves is the Rampage remix as well, which is from Mutated. Yeah. So it just shows you were kind of always sort of bubbling, yeah. always bubbling away. Um, Good, because you like shows a progression in certain songs as well, even if they are remixes. Like yeah you're still working on those those old tracks if you will so yeah man absolutely uh i think because nowadays it's so much easier i mean rock's still the hardest genre to record if you want live drums and things involved um it's not as easy as producing pop and hip-hop and stuff like that and electronic stuff in your bedroom you need you need bigger spaces don't need to get rock music recorded but it's much easier than it ever was and I'm up a lot quicker. So it means that we can go back to things. And whereas bands now that have been playing, like big, big bands have been playing the same songs for years, they sort of um, embellish them a bit live. They'll make this bit longer and they'll change this bit. And and, because they've lived with it for so long, we're living with songs for a few months and we're already like, ah, we could do this with it. And do you know what I mean? So uh, a lot of that, a lot of the time we end up doing that into a remix uh, or, rather than a live version and then we might incorporate the remix into a live version and just keep evolving what we've got because saying earlier about time having time to do things it's just a it's a good way of utilizing your time efficiently i think if we if we like trying to write a six track ep when you've all got full-time jobs someone like myself certainly down having a family six tracks and you've got a right to them all and record them to a level that you're happy with and yeah takes a lot of time it really does <laughs> and bands that are full-time bands that don't have other jobs take years between records and you can see why it yeah. just takes a lot of time it does some songs though i mean i briefly channel hopping last night let's go on a tangent some songs happen in seconds yeah like minutes rather like uh fleetwood mac were on bbc2 last night like they're going through the old archive stuff and there was just a little bit uh caption underneath that said stevie nicks that she wrote the lyrics to dreams in 10 minutes on a bed yeah whereas me mick fleetwood said it's his favorite song fleetwood mac ever wrote wrote and stevie nicks wrote it in 10 minutes yeah it's mad so so, and then there's our little new metal thing that we take months agonizing over it's just but then there's lyrics in there and riffs in there that would have come up in seconds it's just expanding them into songs and fully fledged eps takes a long time that's the thing. Uh, yeah. With like when when you talk about those moments where people like can write those like Elton John wrote, what it was in like five minutes. 
you know, and yeah. like that, and you're like, well, it's like you know they've encapsulated that moment, and that moment, yeah, it was a complete moment, if you will. So yes. like, like someone went and they wrote like that entire like say Stevie Nicks wrote all those lyrics in yeah ten minutes on a bed, you know, yeah, and and, and yeah. So, like that moment that was like that perfect kind of like creative moment for them, and they've encapsulated, yeah. and it doesn't negate like you know when songs take months to make or anything like that or an album takes years to make or you know you go guns and roses yeah. go 15 years between albums <laughs> Ooh, we go like 20 um yeah you know it, it's it, it it's kind of like you know you can inca- like it's capturing that moment and you want to capture it you can capture bits of it and put it together like a jigsaw um yeah. or you know that that you get like the the complete in the box jigsaw <laughs> the kids jigsaw yeah you know, that come in yeah, and, and you know five minutes and it's done you know and it, it's just but it is still you get the you get the same result um but then there's also yeah it's like you know that there are moments of underthinking things and, and not completing yeah. things or over completing something yeah someone like oh i spent i should have just kept that simple you know when you do all this yeah. or something and then suddenly it's just stripped back and you're just like yeah yeah actually that was better <laughs> mate so. it, it's it's mad because like i could listen to the ep now and like i said i'm proud of it pleased with it love how some of the songs sound live I think actually a couple of them sound better live. Yeah, that's no slight on the production at all. Like they said, the tracks sound huge on yeah. the record, but just live is always a different energy, isn't it? And uh, some of them I think work better live. Maybe I think I sound better live on some of them because I've got the energy in the moment. Whereas in the studio, I sometimes focusing on getting the words right and hitting the, the yeah. beat and stuff. Whereas live, you the breath you breathe where you can, and, and someone might do something in front of you that makes you change a bit. But um, I was just listening to a podcast before I jumped to this one with uh, Mark Marin had Rob Halford from Judas Priest on. And it's just reassuring when a 72-year-old from one of the biggest metal bands of all time says, like, he can listen to any any stuff they've written in the past five years and just feel uncomfortable about it. Like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, this this could be better, blah, blah, blah. And he says he feels more at ease listening to the older, older stuff. Um, and I forget how he explained it now, but it made perfect sense. It was just like, I think if anything's too fresh and recent, you're still like, is that is that finished? Is that done? Yeah. So even this record, that, like I say, it took about 18 months from the early like kernels of an idea to the final piece yeah. being released. Um, this stuff that I think if the four or five of us sat in a room now, we'd probably redo bits because that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, but we had lovely reviews for it. Um, I, it wasn't like five out of five, ten out of ten reviews, but it was like, like they, they got it. It was like they were mentioning um, there's some really good quotes we've put in our APK, which I can't find at the moment. But they were just basically talking about the fluidity that we have with genre yeah. and stuff like that. So even if they weren't gushing about how great it was, they got what we were trying to do. Yeah. They were like, yes, these guys, these guys do a bit of this and a bit of that and blah blah blah. That's what they're trying to do here. It's like, yep, that's basically the record. Thank you. Yeah. You got it. Whether yeah. you liked it or not you've got it and yeah. no one seems to have misunderstood this record whereas we've got people that are close to us as people that said oh we prefer the older stuff it's like well thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like these are people we know personally it's like oh well, thanks so uh, wasted our time then <laughs> yeah. but oh, that's, oh, well. that's the whole point that's the whole point though that yeah. is the whole point yeah because no, exactly. if so it's been it's been really cool to this is the only time we've done it like this not to keep banging on about the pandemic, but last couple of e- the first couple of EPs, we were stunted with the live show because the yeah. um, first EP was out about six months before the world shut down. Mm-hmm. And we put the second EP out while we were in and out of lockdowns. Yeah. So this was the third EP was when what life was getting back to normal. Yeah. And we were just about to hit the stage, but they were songs that were all collaborations with people like yourself and Kid Bookie. So they, those songs weren't necessarily made to be played live. And so when this one came out, and like I so said, we had seven months off between gigs, the build-up to the record and the shows this summer, a lot of it was, what's it going to sound like live and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, been, it's, it's been quite um, productive, I'd say. If anything comes out this year, we had great support for it. We've seen every gig, like, there's been... Well attended, you know, even out of town ones and stuff, um, which we can't. You can't always say that as a band. We've had a really good run this year, 
every every gig we've done. So it make, makes you think, right, even if the streaming numbers haven't hit what you hoped they would, yeah. or say the reviews were a bit like, yeah, it's good. Not amazing, but it's good. It's a bit, right? We're seeing people coming out to the shows and we're like, well, something's connected here. We've done something right. And the, the momentum that we thought we had built and then lost, we're not we're not the hot new thing anymore. We're still a new band. We're yeah. not. There's loads of newer bands than us that are jumping the queue now. That will always be the case. Still, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it just made you feel like, well, all that work was kind of worth it. Yeah. Some gigs this year where we've looked at each other and gone, those seven months of not gigging and the, and the year before of writing this record, it was all worth it because yeah. the, gigs, the gigs have been the, the lifeblood really this year, I think. Which yeah. it was meant to be a big release year and actually it's been more about performing weirdly but i think the two go hand in hand now yeah it's more than ever more than ever yeah definitely 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 and obviously you know jumping on the sort of spike of 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 this new metal resurgence as well which i wanted to talk about because mm-hmm. i think we talked about it before and there was this like run yeah. of stuff going on um yeah. and now it seems to be like this will be hoping <laughs> the next yeah. wave of res- like you know reminiscing resurgence whatever or there's a lot of a lot of bands like yourself out there there's um that have taken that new metal what was new metal back when it was new yeah. um and added their own sort of style to it and everything which is really exciting because that's what I, f- I feel new metal was always about it was always, it wasn't just the sort of like hip-hop and rock crossover um it was a lot of aspects of of other musical genres that kind of came in it was just obviously the rap side of it was sort of predominant because there's more elements obviously the lyrical style and and people like myself with set of these um yeah <laughs> in a way so take yeah, yeah. elements but i've always found that you know there's a lot of bands that that like like my old band we used to like incorporate a lot of electronic stuff dance stuff you know in there yeah um and you know what from from a band that are active in that field have you seen i mean i I could probably name a couple of bands right now that are sort of coming through but you know how has that been like has that helped because your style is very on that new metal side of thing, and and yeah and it is it is that sort of like um that sort yeah like i say that side of things but you know have you noticed this resurgence yourself uh yeah hell yeah um i think i first <laughs> noticed it like as a fan i noticed it about six years ago maybe yeah um because bands like horror uh ho double nine oh nine horror yeah. um they were popping up and they were so i mean the quality is subjective whether people like them or not because they're very abrasive yeah but they were a punk much like Prodigy are a punk band, uh, as much as they're an electronic act, horror are as much a punk band as they are like a rap rock group. They were just, I saw them live uh, once or twice when they were new and yeah, com- coming up. And um, that's when I was like, ah, oh, this, they're, they're like cutting edge. Like you can see all their old influences, but they're cutting edge. This sounds new. This is fresh. This is a new wave kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's older artists that were sort of re-embracing some of the old stuff as well. Like you touched on, I was on um, a podcast recently uh, called In the Sewers. It's her, her DJ name, Charlotte, is a glam rat. She works for loads of digital radio stations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she's, um, her aesthetically, the, her look and a lot of the stuff she associates herself with tends to be the old um, Sunset Boulevard sleeves sort of hair metal yeah. look. You know, Motley, Guns, yep. and all those sort of bands. She like said she's a big new metal fan. People just don't realise, and um, that's why she was pleased to have me on the pod so we could have a chat about it. Because she doesn't often get to talk about it. And she was talking about the cycle, like this coming back around and it being cyclical. And she said, like, um, oh, we've got a little notification on there. I'm going to click OK. Thank you for choosing Zoom. Yes, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and. Uh, She's like, uh, she was saying about people who dismissed it as a fad. Yeah. And I said, like, well, it might well have been, but like, good fads come back around. I think fads, by definition, probably don't come back around. But like, it, it, it's if it wasn't good, it would never have come back. It made uh, an impact. It was, it was more. I mean, it was, I was part of it, so it was more on the fad. Yeah. Like it was a fashion. It was, it was, it was a culture. Yeah. That was the thing. It was, yeah. 
it wasn't just the music it was the image yeah and with it obviously yeah right now corn and adidas have finally got a collaboration yeah in the next yeah week, yeah which i'm really excited about but i doubt you know i'll be able to afford anything that they do because i'd love a pair of trainers um <laughs> yeah it looks like they're gonna be a fortune i did do my research and i was gutted yeah. i'm like i can't justify any of this i want yeah. it but i can't justify it so yeah. I've, got, I've got an adidas jacket got some adidas socks you know it's fine uh, that's all i mean exactly you know, um, but no it was it was a whole it was a movement because you didn't have that you had like it coincided with the likes of um the sort of like you know wwe or wwf at the time. yeah the whole attitude era was yep. that kind of like came along with like at the same time so that's another part of the culture and it incorporated the new metal as well because you had yeah. um, union underground limp biscuit papa roach yeah you know, all being part of this kind of like, you know, this company. Um, yeah. But like the music hit on that. The music was sort of, you know, it hit the charts here as well. Like it's mad to sort of think and say that Limp Biscuit were the ones that got to number one. You know, everyone like, I put a question out, like a random thing at work, like a quiz question, and everyone thought Lincoln Park, you know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. Limp Biscuit that got that. And like albums and like yeah. now we're seeing this resurgence. I mean, the sales aren't the same. I'm not going to sort of like sugarcoat it that way, but it was, um, you know, there's a lot of bands charting again. Yeah. Number yeah. Architects yeah. getting number one, Don Broco getting number one, Skindred getting yeah. number two, um, Sleep Token. Yeah. All those bands, you know, that are kind of, you know, some of that have been around for years. It's, yeah. It's now, we're now seeing that again. And I think it comes along with that because as much as emo was, is huge because that was a whole culture as well. That sort of it was straight out. after it was, it was straight after, wasn't it? It was. It didn't, it, yeah, it's first. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it came yeah, yeah, first. yeah. I think okay. it was more, um, you know, with 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 the emo side of things. That always falls to me. It always felt like it was an evolution of the goth era. You know, yeah. new romantic kind of, um, you know, slightly depressed demeanor, and and you know, hundred percent all that kind of. Not to knock emo or anything like that. Everyone's got their thing, so. It's all good. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of felt like it was a resurgence of that because you could bring mm-hmm. that, you could bring in bands from like the eighties, like the cure and the Smiths and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Whereas with new metal, it's kind of the, you know, the first big wave of that I felt yeah. that sort of sound. I mean, you had elements before with anthrax and, and public enemy and run DMC and Aerosmith kind of crossing over mm-hmm. and, all that kind of stuff but that wasn't a movement that wasn't the catalyst for it that was just two bands collabing which is great which yeah you know you guys do it um and there are other bands yeah. that have kind of done it before as well like you've had um jacoby from papa roach pop up on people's tracks um yeah stuff like that and it's kind of like getting those sort of you know those moments in and seeing if they are a, a catalyst for the band that they're featuring on because a lot of like mainstream pop bands do that like the dj khaled's a sort of massive one for that or you know he'd yeah. on a verse or he just have his like dj khaled thing in the background <laughs> you know, and um you, know, you get like uh, you know all the rappers all the big rappers do it they'll throw a verse on stuff but um yeah i, I feel that like that that new metal movement was just like that moment in time where it kind of you know it came up it went up and it burnt out like it didn't burn out like fade away it just like exploded and gone and new metal was a dirty word for a bit <laughs> mm. there was loads of reasons for that there was loads of reasons for that wasn't there it was a, it was because uh on one hand i think it was people get fed oh, well you tell that to the public now who've been listening to ed sheeran for a decade and don't seem to be fed up of that but i think people <laughs> got fed up of new metal because it was in your face constantly for about five years yeah and they're like right we're sick we're sick of this now I think that happens with rock and metal more than anything, actually. Right. If it's in the if it's in the public eye, they're like bored of that sound now. Yep. Um and you had two like two of the main like you mentioned Biscuit had the number one single in the UK and stuff like that. They were easy targets because very gimmicky. Fred Durst was an outspoken character, yep. uh, a lot lot to criticize there. Although I think in his older age he's got so self-aware and so self-deprecating, it's hard to not click guy anymore. He was one of my heroes, but I totally got why people disliked him. But now it's like, dude, he gets it. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot fuck with Fred Durst anymore. He no. gets it. He made his money when it was the last chance to make the money. Yep. He still gets to rock out in front of thousands of people, and he doesn't even do biscuit full time anymore. It's just like, right, we're going to do a little tour now, and yep. loads of people are going to turn up. 
that talking of like the newer wave, like you mentioned uh, um, initially, um, it's, it has fed back more than any um, sort of throwback or resurgence of an old thing. The new wave seems to be really respectful of the old, the older ones. Because I think in hip hop, when when hip hop sort of, what's the, I was trying to use a word that isn't insulting. When this like new the SoundCloud rap age came through, there was a lot of them talking yeah. shit in the press, yeah. saying I've never listened to Tupac and stuff like that. Just talking shit. You're like, why would you say that? Yeah. Like, there's already a bunch of older hip hop heads that are really finding it hard to get into your sound, and now you've just really, I just, completely. <laughs> yeah, you've just told them that what they like is like irrelevant. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because with with the nature of technology now, like all eras of music are omnipresent with streaming. You make your own playlist now. You don't have to have the radio. So, but we still we still need the radio for I think for for the human connection as much as the music now. Yeah. But um, with with biscuit like uh, TikTok, they could have they they didn't need it when they were shifting a million albums like in a week. They didn't need it twenty odd years ago. But I think when the streaming era started to invade and those bands took a dive uh for a little for a few years yeah they could have really done with something like tiktok existing because they're so gimmicky and cartoonish and their their tracks are so impactful in segments like big brash lyrics and a yeah. big hook tiktok's just built for that impact for teenagers so there's a bunch of teenagers that probably think fred durst still looks like <laughs> he did in 1999 because like like and, and you mentioned Skindred. They're not technically new metal, but they're so adjacent, super yeah. adjacent. Oh yeah, yeah. And notice they're having their most successful period ever after how many years? Uh, they just been, they were on Jules Holland last night. Yep. They did. Uh, Benji was on Buzzcocks. They had a number two album, which was like what a handful of copies away from being number one. Yep. They, they've supported Kiss on tour. They're going to go to Wembley Arena as a headline act for the first time ever in the new year. Yep. This for anyone that wasn't paying attention would go. Well, that's happened out of nowhere. No, they've grafted that for years. But also, I think nobody went viral on TikTok, didn't it? Nobody done. Yes, it did. Yes. Right. That's a song from when I couldn't tell you. Two thousand twenty-five or something. Twenty years. Twenty. Twenty-one years. Is it earlier? Right. Uh, it right. About, so there you go. About two thousand, I think. Two thousand. So old, isn't it now? Because we yeah. we played with them around that era when they released that. Yeah. Because that was. Yeah. I mean that was on a major label like back then but yes it was it's crazy like you know to someone to take that do that dance from the video which is an impossible mm-hmm. dance. <laughs> um, not that i've tried it but um Mate, I, yeah. we didn't we didn't try it no but it's, it's just like who did gone in our friends in, in pulverize do you know pulverize yeah yeah i've heard of pulverize yeah yeah they're, so they're like a yorkshire-based rap metal band and they 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 bumped into Benji a few times. I think they played with Dub War at some point, and yeah. Benji obviously loved loved them. And um, when Benji uh, was on, I think he was with Mikey. Uh, he was uh, on BBC News in the morning when they were doing the chat. Yeah, saw that, yeah, yeah. And they showed clips from the TikTok viral thing, and they used Pulverize's video. So it was like. Even your local rap metal bands are getting onto BBC News now. Yeah. That's how much of a resurgence new metal is having. But yeah. so I think I was going on a tangent about Biscuit. Much as there's a bit of nepotism involved with them, they've taken like Wargasm out on yep. tour of them, who are totally doing like the electronic side of new metal, yeah. totally. Um, bands that, I mean, I just don't, I'd love to know who they are, but Black Gold. Yeah, black gold. They they give off in, yeah they're giving off a lot of industry plant vibes, but that's no I'm not judging either way, but they they do. Yeah, but the happened. fact that they could be an industry, <laughs> the, the fact that you can get a new metal industry plant in 2023 tells that's you that the thing. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I've 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 attempted to see if I can get uh, at least a chat, even like with no camera, a chat with them. Um, yeah, it's impossible. It's like sleep token. It's the same deal. Like yeah, it, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the same people at this point. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's start that rumor. Oh, Sleep Token and Black That's Hole. great. Oh, I like that. They're just... That's great. Yeah. They just... Uh, they swap roles. 
Yeah, exactly. They, they swap roles. Yeah. Have they ever been on the same bill? Have they ever played at the same? Pl- you know, have they been seen in the same place at the same time? No. So, dude, dude, you've you've nailed it, haven't you? I, I think, you've absolutely I think, nailed it. I think we should do that and then see what happens. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Black Gold were one, like you know, and that that was a um, you know that that was a surprise for me because they blew up on TikTok as well. Yeah. Um, they they had like um. Like within a week, you know, they went viral with with one of their things, and and it's just been yeah. like I mean, I found them then. It was like it was kind of like randomly popped up on my feed. Oh, what's this? And I sort of click follow. It was instant. Yeah, it was instant, and, man. And you know, there's there's like there's a lot of smaller acts out there. There's all black. Um, yeah, all black era wicked. All black era. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't think of the yeah. last. Uh, yeah, it's really bad of me. Yeah. Um, and they're they're ones that I want to get a chat with uh, at some point as well because they're kind of they're yeah. like, you know, having more female representation in the new metal thing. Right? Exactly. We didn't have any really. We had a couple. We had like Tara B, um, from yeah. um Manhole and Tura Satana. Um, we had Amy Echo. Uh, from, yeah. Um, human people probably haven't heard these bands. Human Waste Project. Um and uh Kitty she had Otep and, yeah Kitty you had Otep the and O-Tep. you had um there's a uh Guano Apes as well from uh, Germany yes I yeah that band um, yeah you know and it's you know it, it, there wasn't there wasn't enough then but now I can see it like there's a lot of lot more sort of potential for that now coming through and I understand like that would be I th- you know, with the likes of, you know, you got Wargasm, which is a guy and a girl. You got Lake Malice, yeah. well, again, guy and girl. Yeah, they're um, cool. You know, yeah, exactly. There's, you know, there there are so many bands out there at the moment. I mean, I've had plenty of, um, like, female vocalists on my show recently um, from yeah, uh, uh, Svalbard um, and uh, Dying Wish. Uh, Wicked, man. And Vexed. Vexed, they're amazing. Um, like, like their music is really good. Um, yeah, probably the others aren't. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just but it's like a train of thought, isn't it? It's yeah, like a train, train of thought. thought. It's like, and, yeah, and it's just like you know, there's there's so much more representation, but especially like you know, being a dad of of of, of daughters and things, and you like, I want them to get into this, but I want them yeah. to have their own. Like you know, they can have my gateway into it, or they can you know can share my gateway into this sort of stuff, but. I want them to have their own, like people to look up to, and people I identify with themselves, really. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And they're they're, yeah. they're they're very much Taylor Swift fans and stuff, and um, yeah. But you know, they also like people like Phoebe Bridges, which is a bit more sort of like indie edge kind of like. It's more alternative vibe to that, isn't there? Yeah, it's not yeah. as cookie cutter. Yeah, I but, think um, my fifteen-year-old wants we... to pierce the veil next year. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> not, right. not it's, 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 it's a start. It's, it's a start. start. <laughs> it's a start. Yeah, I'll, I'll take but, it. Uh, <laughs> I think like the representation thing we're conscious of because we're all like we're just a bunch of white dudes in our thirties, and it's just like we're not we we can't speak for issues that aren't ours. You know, we can be aware of them, and yeah. we can we can not be ignorant to them, and so. We're also with collaboration and trip tripwise a good example of this actually. Um and this is just this is wasn't done deliberately, but just as I'm thinking about it, we've got two guest features on there. Yep. Uh one is uh Illaman from Peng Shui, British rapper, um white dude with a hench beard. I mean, it gives both of us a run for our money. Oh. Um and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh and then there's then we've got Taj from Fused by Defiance, who's um, a mixed race woman from the States. Yeah. And incredible talent. So those two things I've just mentioned, she's not on the track because of those two things. She's on the track because she's an incredible talent. Oh, yeah, totally. But it's like, as, as we're consciously talking about, I'm like, that would not have happened in my old band maybe even 10 years ago. There weren't people like that on the scene to collaborate with, or yeah. at least they weren't being heard as much, or I wasn't as aware of them. Whereas Fused by Defiance, I found them on, like you said, you came across Black Gold. I found Fused by Defiance on Instagram once, going down a cross-pass rabbit hole. Yeah. There they were. And I was like, they were great. Uh, they must have been supporting someone, or I saw a live clip. And I was like, they're wicked. Got in contact with them. She was so lovely and humble. And it was like, oh, cool. Let's, uh, we'll try and collab at some point. And got her on the track when the time was right. It was just, 
we're yeah. conscious of those things. We don't do anything deliberately though. No. But we're aware of when it's we're aware of when it's relevant. Yeah. Um, and I think you have to be really because if you're not part of a minority, then you can come off being ignorant to a lot of things that are going on around you. you know? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, something we do try to strive for. It's not something we write about because it's not our, it's not our issue to no. speak about. No. Um, so it's, but it's something that we're always conscious of. And also when we look at live bills and if someone um, offers us a gig, we don't turn it down because it's all male or anything like that. But we're yeah. always a bit happier when there's more of a mixed lineup. Yeah. You know, if it's not just all white dudes, just some, it actually feels more our vibe because of the, even though we're not um, ethnically diverse ourselves. So I say that Erin, Erin, uh, who joins us on keyboards and is our producer, he's <laughs> Turkish Italian. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, um, so we got um, we got, but it's just it creates a happier atmosphere when you've got something going on like that. Yeah. People are more at ease when you've got more. When it's just a group of, I mean, this is why Biscuit got a lot of hate as well, like Woodstock and stuff like that. When it's just a load of angry white guys, yes. <laughs> it's not always the best vibe, is it? It is the not. The more you can mix up a room, you get more get more women in there, more transgender people, non-binary people in there, uh, people from different races. It just it just lifts the mood. I think everyone's more. Everyone seems happier because they're because they've in the safe. They're in a safe. They know they're in a safe space. Do you know what I mean? And we've had that comment from a few people. They've said like your shows feel like a safe space, and it's like they're looking at us white guys on the stage. <laughs> These aging white dudes that are playing new metal from twenty years ago with a modern twist, uh, and they're going, "It's a safe space." It's like if we if we can make that vibe as us, that's really great to know. That's really great to know. So it's not something we do deliberately. It's just ha happily do it naturally. Yeah, something you've got to always just bear in mind. So we're aware. We're just we're that's all you can be is aware. I think. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Exactly it. And I'm, you know, I I know exactly what you're talking about as well. I've like I've attended stuff where it does feel weird, and I've attended stuff that. Yeah. It feels like a community like i've had not necessarily yeah. a metal show or anything like that i, I used to work at a, uh, a nightclub many years ago and we had the um one of the qualifying um battles if you will for uh break dancing um wow qualifiers for the nationals in the world um but yeah and and that atmosphere was absolutely awesome because it was just everyone yeah. different but all kind of vibing on the same thing so you've got this dj just playing beats and stuff but you've got these people doing these amazing maneuvers on, yeah. on essentially a cardboard floor, you know, and it was yeah. like, it was like, but it was like, it was one of those moments where so many different people in there and you feel totally safe. You feel totally yeah. welcome. You feel totally like, this is how like community should feel. This is how like, yeah. like and, and that's the atmosphere. I, I love it. The shows when you have them because it's just like, that's what we try and cultivate, man. Yeah, that's exactly what everyone should try and do because it's just sort of, it's yeah. one of those things where because a lot of people don't feel these days do not feel safe out. It's more prevalent these yeah. days than it was back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back then it was just put down to nerves. You know, you're just a bit nervous. Yeah. Uh, now in, you know it's anxiety. You know it's like because of reasons. But you know what's triggering that anxiety a lot of exactly, the time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas back yeah. then it's just, I oh, just a bit nervous about going out. Everyone gets a bit nervous. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm like, I know exactly because I feel the anxiety doing shit. And yeah, if I'm performing, I feel it. If I'm not performing, I feel it. It's just one of those things I live with. But yeah, and and now it's just kind of like if I go to a place with like a great atmosphere, then I'll go back, you know. And and it, yes, it has to be that kind of feel to it. So um, yeah, that's it, man. But I'm 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 gonna wrap this up if that's all right. Get you let you get back to your course because I think I've taken up enough Thank you. time. <laughs> um, but what I want to give from you one last question because last time I asked you, obviously I think your three albums and your hobbies and stuff like that away from music. But mm -hmm. I've got one here that I wrote for the EP back then. Um, what are your top five bands from back then? So like your you know from that era when you were young, your teenage era. What were your like sort of top five bands if you could name them? Yeah, wicked, wicked question. Top five is always good as well. Top ten is too many, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. top ten, you drop people in and out. But straight off the bat, the top three, Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit, Papa Roach, easy. Oh. Um, but you're talking from, from back then, so turn of the century. Yeah. Because current day, there'd be other entries in the top five. Um, and then it's actually Eminem. I know he's not a band, but... No, no, that's that good. Era. Like, first three records from Eminem, Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, Eminem Show. 
can't f with those, man. You cannot f with those at all. And then number five, it would change strictly talking turn of the century. So what, ninety eight into about two thousand and two or three? Yeah. Thinking yeah. some forty one. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to yep. forty one um, because they might not have been new metal, but they were cross genre they in were. my eyes. They were. They were pop punk and thrash and the and. Uh, a bit of hardcore in there as well. I think they were the precursor to a day to remember in many ways. Um, yeah, fusing and four years strong and bands like that, bringing that. What, what did they call it? Um, melodic hardcore. What they had a happy something like that. I can't remember yeah. what it was now, but it's it's bouncing, it's up like pop punk, but it's aggressive and it's it's still got some edge to it. Yeah, yeah, some 41. And I'm one of those people that likes does this look infected more than all killer no filler because it was a heavier record, nice. and Chuck as well. That was a heavy record, so I'm gutted they're splitting up. I still thought they had loads loads they could have done. There must be reasons. Must be. Um, yeah. Uh, but since then, matey, the singer, the main singer's health isn't great. Yeah, I wonder if he just can't tour anymore. I would imagine he'd become a producer or something like that. Yeah. Um, I always thought Derek's voice was underrated. I watched a live video of them the other day covering something. Ah, oh, it came up on my feed. I can't remember what it is now. They did a really oh, they did the fast. It was like a Canadian awards show. They did a they did a sped up, snotty 2001 some 41 sounding version of How You Remind Me. Ah. And Derek <laughs> Derek didn't sound great. He didn't sound great on it. But then, like in the sort of part, past five or so years. Um, I mean, Derek turned up at the Chester Bennington Memorial concert. Yeah. Um, and then also Mike was on, Mike Schneider was on at Reading the same day as Sun 41 and they did Faint Life together. Yeah. And Derek, you know, he's never going to sound like Chester, but he could pull it off because he has that grit and he can also yeah. go up. So I always think Derek and Sun 41 are very underrated because they're just written off as another pop punk band and they weren't. They had a bit more depth on than that. They do have more. I really think so. No, definitely. It was, um, you know, because that, that pop punk thing, like with the likes of Green Day and stuff, that was the sound of pop punk. Yeah. You know, Green Day didn't yeah. change the sound. They became the sound for that. Yeah. Which is what I've always kind of like, a lot of people go, oh, they sold out. It's like, they didn't. They were making the same yeah. music. It's just that that became. Yeah. Um, but then, exactly. like, like with um, uh, Sum 41, they had that heavy metal element. That, that, yeah. that was their influence for that. It wasn't strictly the punk side of it. And you could hear that. Like, obviously, you know, classically, the video for um, uh, Fat Lip had paper yeah. tagged on at the end. Yeah. You know, exactly. The hair metal. And I, when I DJ yeah. clubs and stuff, I always, or I, when I, I, I haven't played it for ages, but I usually always followed it with Painful Pleasure. Yeah. Just to see, Most like, people will know that bit. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like a minute long, but it's them like sort of going a bit more you know, that sort of power metal sort of side. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I have seen them live and stuff and they're, you know, they were great live and they do have that kind of like real sort of that crossover element, you know, and yeah. it's, it's they're kind of adjacent to that new metal jump as well. You know, yeah, like man. Dread, it kind of like they took the ragged punk side of it and then they took the sort of pop punk and metal side of it and sort of made yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was, it, it sat well, not that any other, not that some 41, I don't think they ever toured with any new metal bands, but it would have worked and it would work now. I think as a throwback sort of thing, you know, if you could have Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins and Wheezy, you could probably have some 41 and Papa Roach probably, would yeah. probably work. Frankie. Um, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like that's my top five from a specific sort of four or five year period. Nice. I don't want to like that to be my definitive five because no. I'd chuck it's in in the past sort of. I mean, I'm 35 now. I, I would chuck Paramore, Avenged, Killswitch, uh, Nickelback, depending on my mood, in there as well. Yeah. Um, I love and in my most favourite band of recent years is Don Broco. Gonna say I went yeah. to see him live three times in like the past 18 months just because. I was a late comment to them because they started to bring the new metal into their sound as well. They went from being like a, yeah. a heavy Duran Duran sounding band, yep. super melodic, to this like aggressive kind of riffy, yep. shouty band. It's like, yes, man. And their humor is amazing. I think there their humor is really good. They are. It was quite funny. Yeah. I was, when I, like, it was cut out of my podcast, but um, when I had them on, I had the singer on. Yeah. And, um, Rob. Yeah. yeah, and at one point his laptop was running out of battery, 
Yeah. And he was like, I need to go grab my charger. He goes, and I go, yeah, go, cool, go for it. I'll just, you know, just wait. But I'm in my pants. I'm like, <laughs> there's that typical, like, Zoom call. But, you know, the top of you is wearing the most Business up top. Yeah, and he's wearing below. below. So I'm like, look, I won't let it just go. <laughs> so I've got the thing. Oh, I had a look, man. That guy's in good shape. I'd have had a good I, look. I had, to, I had to edit that out of the... <laughs> I haven't kept it in case anyone's what I haven't kept it. But, yeah, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, because we were just chatting away for ages and it was just, uh, yeah, they, they are like, they're a band that kind of like, they grew on me as such. Uh, Same, really grew on me, really grew on me, man. They've really come into their sort of sound. They're doing so well now. Um, their live show is great as well. Yeah. Their live show is great. And uh, I mean, they'd fit on loads of these artist bills that i've just said well i think i think they toured with shinoda in the states yeah um a couple of years back when they were sort of suddenly doing this rise on this new wave they've they've had um another band i'd have had i mean you could put them in my back in the day list and my current list because uh, they're ever present from the last 30 years is the prodigy i think when i think how many of songs there of theirs i like how many times i've seen them live yeah yeah i'd chuck them but they they could make that top five maybe yeah, yeah. throw that out there. They're, they're like, I know, it's mad how long they've lasted. Like, because I've, I've, I've watched them for years. Like, just go from yeah. the Experience album and just go, like, from that rave scene, just go to where they are now. Um, just they, evolved. Yeah, just evolved. And they keep evolving. It's not like, you know, now they've kind of, you know, they've, they're still, I mean, they're still playing, minus Keith, obviously. But, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's just one of those bands where you just like, they haven't aged. <laughs> as well that's the, you're right um yeah you're right and, and it's 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 just mad to think how old some of their music is uh especially yeah. like i think this year was the 25th anniversary of fat of the land which was obviously a modern yeah. one for them but like i've got i've got their first ep on vinyl somewhere not to be one of those vinyl people but uh what evil yeah. and stuff and going back to that early rave thing i love all that and then they've just gone from there they've kind of come into my genres of things like electronic punk and everything and yeah exactly i've you know worked with so many people and i've had like peripheral members of the prodigy on the show and yes. it's just like trying to get bits from them to kind of like find out you know a little bit more about how they work so i'd love to get them on but they're just yeah so elusive it's it's they're very enig- enigmatic aren't they which i think helps oh, it does. yeah because you're around too yeah. people know too much about you and, and yeah there's none of that but anyway um richie thank you very much um for your time i really appreciate it um i've taken up way too much of your father's time so, um, <laughs> i can hear i can hear i've got my earphones in for you but i can hear hear her peripherally okay. under control for now i've got to go i've got to go and let mum do her bits but yeah uh, she's happy she's happy she's all good no thank worries. you very much man. it's a pleasure as always i really appreciate it yeah no right worries sorry it took too, too long uh on that front not at all everyone go listen to this is fire ep go listen to mince dose as well because i'm on that um, yeah <laughs> but new song uh tripwire with fuse from defiance and illman um on there as well so go listen to that it's on all the streaming digital services and all that oh yeah but, um you guys gonna be live in the new year yeah, we've got uh, some some stuff that we can't talk about. Not that we're some big-time Charlies, but we've literally been told can't say anything. Um, we're planning on doing a couple of mini... You know, I so said we had a couple of, like, every month since May, we've done a couple of shows. Yeah. We're trying to do some weekenders next year. Okay. And uh, I'm just... My inbox during this chat, everyone's trying to get us booked in, but not everyone. We're not, we're not playing <laughs> Wembley, but we're trying to... We've got we're getting like things like Cardiff popping up and yeah. um, and and Rotherham and random things like that. We're looking at hooking up with a couple of bands we kind of know digitally. Okay, cool. Uh, like uh, so, but we're playing. I don't know when you're dropping this episode. Like almost immediately, or you're holding it back for a while. Yeah. No, no, I'll right. drop it in the next few days. So we'll be playing at F, uh, it's F five one or F fifty one skate park in Folkestone on I believe it's the twenty fifth of November. I'll have to check that, but it's our only November show, and we've just announced we're playing uh, the Red Lion in Gravesend, which is our stomping ground. That's our that's our home from home. Yeah. Um. In uh on the twenty third of December, so Christmas Eve Eve, and oh, nice. looking at the response so far, it's going to be Ramo, um, and then I think first gig of the year is in Ramsgate mid Feb. 
like I say, we're getting Cardiff chucked at us. I think I've just booked Canterbury in, which is Kent, but uh, we're looking at going to Edinburgh, Rotherham. Uh, and yeah, we've got a cool festival that we're playing in the first quarter of the year that we're not allowed to say yet. We're going to be able to announce that very soon. In fact, if this drops in about eight days' time, it's probably been announced. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, okay. Everyone go check the Cross Path socials and see where they are. Cheers. <laughs> no worries, man. Well, you have a good rest of your day. And, um, you too. I'll, uh, I'll, well, I want to come see you guys play. So, um, Please do. Please do. Um, but, yeah, um, you take it easy, man. Have a good one, all right? Likewise, man. Much love, yeah. See all you right. later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.